Do you have any questions about your federal benefits and retirement? Do you understand all the details that are going to impact you and the lifestyle that you're going to have once you leave the federal government? If you do, there is a link below in the podcast and YouTube description to it'll take you to my website. You can submit questions straight to us and then we answer them every Saturday on one of these Q&A episodes. And today I'm answering three questions from federal employees just like you that um, we're going to help them go through their situation to make sure that they understand the, the nuances and the details about their federal benefits and retirement. So we're going to jump right in. Again, if you're a federal employee, this is the place to be. And again, I'm biased, but I really believe this is the place with the most incredible federal employees trying to get the most out of their retirement and benefits. So if that's you, consider subscribing and join this incredible community. So question number one, this Fed says, my wife separated from service at around 35, at age 35, after only eight years of service. And, if, and then she went to go work, or not work, but be a, be a stay-at-home mom with the kids. We are wondering what, if anything, we should do with the money left in her traditional TSP. Should we move it to a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA? Okay, so this is a great question. So basically, the, the situation, how I understand it, is it sounds like, actually, and they added a few more details I didn't read, it sounds like they're both federal employees, but the, the wife actually, um, around age 35, is no longer working as a Fed after about eight years of federal service because she went home to be with the kids, right? And she has a, tra a traditional TSP, a pre-tax TSP account, and they're asking, hey, what should we do with it? And there's really a, a handful of options. First, you don't have to do anything. You can keep it right there in the TSP. Now, of course, since she's not working, she can't put money into it, right? Um, but you, you could keep it there. There's nothing wrong with that other than if she wanted to um, put money into it, right? Which she could potentially in an IRA, depending on what she was doing for work and stuff like that. So that's one. Option one, she can keep it exactly where, where it's at. Option two, she can roll, since it's a traditional IRA, she can move it over to a traditional, oh, sorry, <laughs> since, um, since her money's in the traditional TSP, she can move it over to the traditional IRA without any tax consequences, right? That, that you can do that transfer as long as you do it directly without any taxes, without any penalties, without anything like that. So if you wanted to just get it out of the TSP to manage it at Vanguard or Schwab or TD Ameritrade at just a, a bank somewhere, you certainly can. That, that's an option if you want some more flexibility on investments and things like that. That's an option. Again, there's no tax consequences there. Now, the question you did ask specifically was, should you move it over to a Roth IRA? And you could. I don't know how much is in that account. You just want to make sure you don't do too much in one year because when you do move money from the traditional CSP over to a Roth IRA, that is when taxes, you have to pay taxes on that. That's called a Roth conversion. You would have to pay taxes on that. So potentially, I, get, I don't know anything about your tax situation, but maybe, maybe. Over time, it is nice to have money on the Roth side, but those are really the three options. Hey, keep it where it's at in the TSP, move it to a traditional IRA with no tax consequences, or move it to a Roth IRA, or slowly move it over to a Roth IRA over time to get it to an after-tax account. Great question, though. Question number two. They say, I am a GS-13 Step 10, and I am planning to retire at the end of December 2023 with 34 years of service. Congrats on a long career. My issue, though, is this. I have been having some difficulties with my present supervisor, and it looks like I am going to be downgraded to a grade 12 or maybe even a grade 11 after the first year. 
my concern or my concern concerning my leave at retirement is will I be paid the balance of my annual leave at my GS13 pay grade or at a GS12 or GS11 pay grade? So this is a great question. Um, and there's more to this question, but it all comes down to what you're being paid when you retire. And this is how it works. So if you're unfamiliar, long story short, when you retire, if you have any annual leave on the books, you're going to get a check, uh, you know, a check that says, hey, this is a check for what you would have earned if you would have kept working for the amount of your annual leave. So for example, let's say you retire tomorrow, you got two weeks of annual leave on the books. Well, they're going to cut you a check right there as if you would have worked for two more weeks. And if there's any pay increases or anything that would have happened during those two weeks, then that's what your annual leave amount would be for, right? Now, in this question, it sounds like his pay potentially might be changing, his grade at least is changing, and it all comes down to what your pay would be when you retire, right? So if he retires, let's say in December 2023, like he said, or she, um, then it all comes down to what he would be paid if he would have stayed on for the amount of his annual leave. That's what really what it comes down to. Okay, they continue on. They say, hey, I don't plan on looking for another GS-13 position since I will be getting the GS-13 pay up until retirement. Okay, next question. Will the grade reduction impact my retirement or pension in the future at all? Okay, so this is a great question as well. So many of you, maybe you're not gonna have a grade reduction, right? It's probably not a common situation, but many of you are gonna have pay increases, pay differences in the last few years of retirement. And what does that do to your pension? What does that do to your retirement? Well, the biggest thing that it does, it's going to affect your pension, probably will affect. Because the thing that affects your pension is what they call your high three. And you may be familiar with this, but long story short, your high three is the average of the 36 consecutive months um, that you got paid the most during your career. For most of you, that's gonna be the last 36 months of your career, but some of you maybe not. For example, for this person, um, where they maybe get a paid deduction near the end of their career, it may not be the last 36 months. Long story short, your pension comes down and is calculated with how much you got paid during 36 consecutive months you got paid the most during your career. So as your pay increases, so will your pension. Long story short, right? So for example, um, a common question I get is, okay, um, I know the highest three years affects my pension. What if I move to a place with a high locality pay for the last three years of retirement? Will that affect my pension? Yeah, the answer is yes, it certainly will. Um, anytime you get paid more, then that's going to affect your pension, right? As long as it's the highest salary you've ever received, that's when it affects your pension. So um, if in this situation, if the person's pay actually is decreased, well, their pension may not be decreased, but of course it's not gonna be increased because it, it, it all looks at your highest consecutive 36 months. And if it's not the last couple years, no problem, but what consecutive 36 months you got paid the most, that is your high three, and that is what is calculated in your pension, okay? Last question, question number three. They say, my question is how significant of a penalty would I get if I were to retire two years early at age 50? I am part of the special retirement provision he, in law enforcement. And if I were to retire at 52, I would get full benefits and would have about 41% of my high three, which is about $115,000. I have roughly 625,000 in my TSP as well. Okay, a great question. So 
I don't know much about this situation. He doesn't tell me how many years of service he has, and that's that's one big factor when it comes to potentially retiring early, what impact it's gonna make. Now, there's a couple things to know. First, this person, like they mentioned, there are special provisions federal employee, right? And you know who you are if you're law enforcement, air traffic controller, uh, you folks, you know who you are. The rules for retirement are a little different. And the normal rules is you have to have at least 25 years of service and you can retire it at any age, again, for special provision FERS, um, or at age 50, you have to have to have to have at least 20 years of service. And as long as you meet one of those criteria, then you can retire with full benefits and everything like that. Keep your health insurance, all those things, right? If you don't, for example, let's say this person had 18 years of service, right? They're age 50. If they work another two, they'll have 20 years of service. Is If they don't have 20 years of service, they will not be able to get a full retirement like they want. They won't, right? And for you traditional firms, the, the rules are a little different, right? You have to have at least five years of service at age 62, or at least 20 at age 60, or at least 30 at your minimum retirement age to get full retirement Benefits. Now, there's other types of retirement like deferred, postponed, MRA plus 10. There's other types, but if you want a full-blown, immediate retirement with no reductions, you have to meet one of those criteria. And if you decide to retire before you're eligible for one of those, there's going to be ramifications, whether it's a reduction, whether it's uh, you can't take a pension right away, you, you have to wait till it's deferred, or even something more serious like, hey, you can get a pension later, but you can't start your health insurance back or you can't keep your life insurance. There's, there's lots of ramifications for potentially retiring early before you're eligible. But if you're already eligible for retirement, then you, you certainly can retire already, but your pension, of course, think, things will be lower, like your TSP. For every year you work longer, your TSP is gonna bigger, be, be bigger, right? Uh, your pension's gonna be bigger. Everything's gonna grow the more you work. But the biggest thing is you wanna make sure you're eligible to retire at least at a minimum, right? So you can keep things that are important to you, whether it is a pension right away with no penalties, with no reductions, whether it's your health insurance, whether it's your life insurance, dental vision, whatever it is. If those things aren't important to you and you'd rather go take another job, okay, great. Just what's your plan? What things are important to you in your retirement for you and your spouse? And make sure you have the retirement eligibility that you have to have to make that happen. So again, in this specific situation that in the question, I'm not sure how many years of service he has, I don't know, okay? Um, so that's something to look into is, okay, am I eligible to retire when I want to? And if not, how long does it take? And is that worth it to you given the benefits and pros and cons of staying or leaving? So those are the three questions for today. If you have any questions yourself, there again, there's a link below to submit those. And I'll see you guys next time.